we go. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. I'm Mike Maxwell. I'm uh, sitting here by myself today. Uh, sorry we missed last week. I sounded Canadian when I said sorry right there. It was so polite. Um, last week, uh, I was going to have Scott on the show and our schedules. It's so hard to get schedules sort of organized. Um, but we have him on today, so we'll be calling him in a minute. Um, Producer Lex is at work today, I believe. Um, he's going to be in for uh, this next episode for sure. We're recording a couple things this week. So producer Lex will be back here in the womb chair where he rightfully belongs. Um, I haven't been doing the intros lately. I wonder if anyone's noticed that. Uh, I haven't been like recording the extra intro since uh, Lex Lex has been here and just doing right into the right into the show. So I haven't been plugging as much stuff like as I usually do. So follow producer Lex, follow me at Mike Maxwell Art, follow the podcast. Uh, Go leave comments on iTunes. I get so many awesome comments from people on the social media. Um, and it actually helps ratings and makes the show look better if you go leave those comments over on the iTunes. So if you do that, that'd be awesome. You could su- you could subscribe to the show over there on iTunes as well. Search Mike Maxwell and the podcast comes up. Um, yeah, so let's just jump right into this thing. I've known Scott forever. He's been, uh, we've been showing art together since I've started. Um, we'll get into all that. He's transitioned into a bunch of different art forms, which is also something I'd like to talk to him about here today. Um, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So let us give Scott a call. Hey, hey. Mr. Scott Saw, what's up, my brother? What's up, dude? How are you? Good. How's it going, homie? Good, man. It's good to get you on the show. We've been trying for about three years, I think. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. We uh, we almost recorded something at Comic-Con a, a couple <laughs> times, but Comic-Con is too fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about fucking time, man. But yeah. So, uh, it's not like I didn't want to be on the show. Just busy-ass schedules, and then we like we almost connect, and some shit comes up, and I'm like... I know. That's, so. such, that's fucking adulthood. My, there's, I have a buddy <laughs> who's a uh, uh, stand-up. And he, uh, Steve Simone, and he has a bit about, um, or even him just talking, I don't even know if you call it a bit, but just how, like, when you're a kid, you just go and have fun. You don't think yeah. about it, you don't schedule it, you don't time it. You don't care how fucking dirty you get, like, you just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. You just get up and yeah. you do, you just go and have fun. But as we get older and we get all these responsibilities, we have to, like, schedule time to go Shit. hang out with our friends, right? That's crazy, yeah, dude. And like, it's hard to find time to even do that. <laughs> I know, right? Because we're we're literally probably what thirty miles away from one another at the most, yeah. And, and we is, are talking on the internet. <laughs> I know. We we could have driven. We could have met in the middle for all the time it took to set this fucking call up. Yeah, very easily. But it, even, <laughs> but you know, it, it's actually it works better for recording this way. Yeah, done deal. We're not like the sound of a coffee shop's not in the background or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. first, I want to thank you for for coming on the show, making it happen. Yeah, man. I know you're super busy. Yeah. You got a new baby, big yeah, papa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen your your daughter yet. She's born at the beginning of this year. Yeah, yeah, just like a month ago, less than a month ago now. Yeah. How's it going? You sleeping it, at all? It's good. Yeah. I mean, my wife got fucking two hours of sleep last night. You know, I slept more last night than I normally do. Like, it's anywhere between like four or six hours is what I'm getting a night, and it's sporadic. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's kind of crazy. I, I was talking, I, I train uh, with this guy who he has three kids, and he was talking, he was talking to me how it gets easier with the three, even though it's, you have more responsibility in terms of like numbers yeah. of heads to, to take well, they care of. Dude, they start becoming your little minions. Like last <laughs> night, I'm like, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, fuck, I wish my remote was closer. So I'm like, hey, Kai, can you have me the remote? <laughs> he brings it on over. I'm like, hey, Jenny, throw this away from me. And I was like, I start getting these kids running around for me. So yeah, I mean, you got more mouths to feed. There's, there's something to that too, right? Like, so like in our, our ancient history, like we needed to reproduce in terms of like survival of the entire yeah, family. Yeah. Hands on the farm and all that shit, yeah. Yeah, right. 
So it's it's fun though, man. It's exciting. It's it's crazy, you know. Like my oldest son Kai, he's eight now, and he's not always here at the house. He's here half the time. So when I've got three kids in the house, I'm like, fuck, I'm outnumbered, man. Look at all these kids. You know, it's like you just you hang with one for a second, and something starts happening with the other one. It's just like it's crazy, man. It's a crazy juggling act. It's it's rad though. <laughs> you know, the minions finally take over the king once <laughs> once they get powerful enough. Oh man, well yeah, yeah, my. <laughs> My goal is to keep them, you know, hopefully they turn out to be better teenagers than I ever was. You know, I can't, I can't stand the thought of having me as a fucking teenager. Well, let's jump back then. So uh, we're both Southern California artists. Did you grow up in Southern California? Yeah, yeah. I grew up right here in, uh, in Lucadia, man. It's my hometown. So I've been here pretty much all my days. Yeah, that's wild. You don't hear that very often. Yeah, yeah. I, I moved here when I was like two years old. And uh, well, I grew up fucking surfing and just hanging out, you know, went through school here and, uh, you know, tried to avoid, I didn't know try to avoid trouble. I tried to get in trouble, I guess. Yeah. My, uh, my mom moved away like when I was a teenage, early teenager and uh, she tried to get me to come out to the desert with her. She moved out to like the Palm Springs, Coachella area. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't having it. So I stuck around with my pops. And you know? uh, what did your pops do? He was an art teacher. He taught at Palomar College. He taught painting, airbrush back in the day. Uh, everything. And then later on, started doing like illustration design, life drawing. He taught a lot of stuff there. So he was in the art department at Palomar College for about thirty years. That was his whole career. So I, I would assume that that sort of becomes a uh, a sort of segue to you getting into the arts. Obviously, were you were you interested yeah. in it early, or did was it something you sort of grew into? Yeah, you know, I mean, growing up, it's like you know, it's just what I was exposed to when I was a kid. My dad was out there painting. Probably when I wanted his attention, he was out there painting, <laughs> whatever, for better or for worse. That's what he was fucking doing. That's what he did yeah. with his time, sit in front of a square and applied pressure to it and energy and art, you know, and uh, ideas to this, this square. So I just kind of grew up around that, you know. I thought that's just what, what we did, you know. And then when, I, when, I, when he started doing shows and stuff, I'd go to his shows and hang out. And, uh, you know, I wasn't even that into it, but just being around it, you know, it just became like kind of like, I guess, what I started doing. Yeah. And then I guess I guess it all started like in elementary school. I became like the go-to guy when someone needed like a good tree, like drawn <laughs> or like a cloud or a house. They like hit me up, so I started like you know being the guy that that could handle that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, and then it just kind of evolved from there, I guess. You know, so, fast forward in time, like till I started hanging out with you guys. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to sort of segue into, that we yeah. like, some of my first shows were with you. And Yeah, early days. It's been, I guess, like, I want to say like 12 years maybe ago. I mean, we were doing Radioactive Future shows in like fucking like 2002, 2004, uh, right? Yeah, dude, it's so hard for me to remember dates. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, well, I'm think, I think of it in my own time frame. Like, I did a killer series called C- Curtains. It was one of my, it was my, my first, like, series that was really, like, gnarly, that was really cohesive, you know. And I did that in 04. And I think we were doing stuff with Radioactive Future prior to that. We were just, I was just doing random pieces of art. And just to give the folks that are listening a background, me and Mikey, man, we used to just show random places with this crew called Radioactive Future. It was just a bunch of heads that would um, get together and do shows like in coffee shops, bookstores, uh, little art galleries, whatever we could get our hands on, you know. And a lot of them would just be like one-night shows, and we'd all get together and just kind of created a cool little scene here in San Diego for a little bit. And it was a nice chance for artists just to get together and shoot the shit and show some work. Yeah, and that was, you know, the internet had started, but it, it felt like it wasn't quite it wasn't being utilized in the same way no no everybody had websites remember it was cool to have like a website now now who gives a fuck if you have a website nobody looks at websites anymore they just go on facebook or whatever and check you out (laughs) that's right it's but it's it's still there's this it's funny i just saw like uh somebody posted this list of things that you have to do to be like a successful artist like if you want to be and i think i think the list was geared towards illustrators you know like commercial illustrators so i understand that but yeah yeah we still have to have a folio an online folio but that's all it is it's just like a place it's not the starting place anymore like that used to be the i kind you know i guess it used to be all there was. You know, you had a website, you tried to find, you put out fucking flyers, whatever, you try to get people to come to your website. Now it's just like you post shit and you try to drive traffic back to your site if you're trying to sell something, I guess. But these days, I'm not trying to sell anything, so I'm not driving traffic to my website at all, man. Yeah. It's just, you I know. Mean, I just, I'm, I'm thinking about updating mine. Yeah, dude. Well, <clears throat> do, it, do it in WordPress. That's the shit. I, ki- I killed my blog. I think the blog is dead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if people do that shit anymore. I think you're right. Like it's if there's so much information between Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, 
Like there isn't all that much time to go. You just you go you go to those hubs and you get it all. You know. Yeah, it's all the same information. It's like why yeah. why bother? Yeah. Well, so so before that, you know, you 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 said you sort of like got into a little bit of trouble as a teenager, which is the stereotypical like first steps to becoming an artist. You kind of have to rebel against some shit, right? Yeah. Do you I feel like you did that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of an, I guess I was kind of de- like a depressed teenager, you know, for whatever well, reason. That's I another just, step to becoming an artist is a lot. Yeah. Of like too. I was less, ang- I was, uh, I, you know, I wasn't out getting in too much trouble and I was just depressed and I kind of just, um, you know, I, I, I was kind of an introvert really, you know, like I was the guy that had a couple of friends and we would hang out at this place called cancer court at high school. And it was the smoking section out <laughs> by the, the tree by the parking lot, you know, Yeah, that was like, and if we were like, we rarely ended up back at class after you know lunch we'd be like oh let's just go get a six pack or a 12 pack and you know go sit at someone's house and smoke weed and drink beer right right (laughs) i think that's what i do now wait yeah sounds like you now right well that was my fucking that was me in like you know 10th grade so yeah and i actually didn't finish school i kind of just i got to the place where i was i was a lazy fuck man you know i would i would it was crazy because I was creative, I was artistic, and I would draw and I would scribble, but I was also just um, staying up, you know, pretty much all night. And like by the time school came around, I was like, "Fuck it, man!" I'm just like, I'd fall asleep at my desk, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. just, it was, you know, it was stupid. Like I don't recommend it, you know. If I could do it again, I would have, I would have paid attention, and you know, and in the in the end, I had to make up for all that shit because I cut out of school, and then I was like, I went back to college later, and I had to kind of make up for like high school math and English and all that jazz. Like, I paid in the end; it all came back, but. Yeah, you know, I waste. I kind of wasted some time there, and it didn't do me much good, really. I mean, I don't think, but who knows, man? It is what it is. No regrets. It's just, it's just how I kind of evolved, you know. Yeah, it's it's so it's even to like think about it, whether it's right or wrong, you almost have to compare it to what other people are doing, and other people's experiences are so one hundred percent completely different than the next person's that it's almost yeah. it's like comparing apples and oranges to like you know make yourself feel better or in some cases make yourself feel worse right like oh yeah sally joe put in all this extra effort and now i'm paying for it later but you know if you're flip coining it you know maybe she didn't have some type of social experience or some type of other type of experience where she was busy or he or whoever you know spent those extra hours you know, in the books, I always find it interesting to see that those people who didn't party hard in high school are the ones who really tie it off later into life. You know what I mean? Like late into college or like young adulthood where these people who like, like just hit rock bottom because they didn't experience any or experiment at all. And that's not everybody, but I see that sometimes. No, there's definitely truth to that. Yeah, I got it. I got out of my system pretty early, man. I was pretty done with the hardcore shit by the time I was, you know, in into my early twenties. Yeah. Yeah, and you see, it's funny with looks too, and like popularity sometimes. What's that? It's it's the, the same thing could be said about like looks and popularity. How like the pretty yeah. popular girl ends up being like the girl, <laughs> like like whatever. Yeah, you know, I was gonna try to come not, up with not so popular drama. in the end. Yeah, right. So you know, it's like you can't yeah. if you go back and look at your experience, you can't do it without trying to sort of match it up with somebody else's, and it never works. It just usually makes you feel shitty. So yeah. did you? So you went to college? Did you do the art school situation? I did, yeah. It's kind of funny because um, what got me into college, it's kind of a silly story. I was, um, you know, I I dropped out of school and I was like kind of, there was a few like really confusing years there, man. Like I was just trying to figure out, I was trying to start like little businesses, like painting houses and just whatever I could do to kind of make ends meet. But I was really confused like because I I didn't really finish my education, my high school education. So like my my thought process wasn't working so good. And I would like, I would have ideas, but I wouldn't know how to get to the end. I wouldn't know how to make it to connect the dots, you know, so... Um, I, I knew I needed some sort of like discipline or education, you know, but I didn't really have the motivation to kind of do it. So I would, I started by taking like an art class. I went and did like an, a life drawing class or something like that at, um, at the junior college, Maricosta. And I fucked up on it, man. Like I was just, I was just a kid. Like if the waves were good, I'd go surfing. You know, I was like, you know, I, I just was not as motivated as I could have been. If my Vespa didn't start, I didn't make it to class, whatever it was, you know? <laughs> so I failed, man. Out of my first art, my first college art class, I totally failed. 
And then um, what's interesting, this is where, like, this is where it turned a little bit. It's kind of funny. Um, my neighbor at the time, he, he, um, he, he married a woman who was a Chilean. Chilean. Um, and she, she had a friend that was coming to visit, and he introduced me on a blind date with this chick, okay? And it was funny because she didn't speak English at all. None. <laughs> None. And I didn't speak Spanish. So right. I'm like, all right, what the fuck, man? Whatever. It would be fun. It would be interesting. Who, you know, never done anything like this. What the hell? Um, so I took her out, and we had a good time. And after a couple of glasses of tequila, we were somehow, like, uh, communicating. <laughs> 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 uh, like, miming, basically. But uh-huh. it was somehow working, and it was kind of fun and adventuresome. But um, so I dated her for a little bit, and then she had to bolt back to Chile, and I was like trying to get her to come back out. But I'm like, if she comes back out, I gotta learn to talk to this chick. So I took a Spanish class at the junior college, and um, I was motivated because I wanted to communicate with this chick that I was digging on. Of course. And um, you know, a couple months into the fucking separation, of course, when she went back to Chile, we never talked again. But um, what happened was though, my motivation to, to learn was was awesome man like for the i was like smarter than a lot of, i guess like i was doing better in that class than a lot of the other people where they were struggling and i was finding them coming to me for like asking questions it made me feel good and like kind of like wow I, I can do this you know like i'm not the fucking dumbest kid in class anymore you know so <laughs> um anyways it gave me motivation and after that i just started taking business classes at the local college and um i went through and i got like a like a i guess i was kind of focused on, i took a marketing class and i kind of liked it because it's like business but it's still kind of like you know you make it up as you go kind of thing yeah, you know there's some creativity it's, involved too it's the creative yeah it's the creative it's the most creative direction you can go with, with business essentially in some ways um so anyways i kind of went that route and i got like my associates almost i think i almost got my associate's degree then i decided to go to san diego state and i went when i went to state i decided to branch off and do art too so i took um i was actually doing like basic design class design stuff you know at the junior college so i was kind of keeping my foot in the door and learning the basics but then i uh, at state i went and just i kind of double majored i did like a marketing gig and i did an art the art track which was kind of fun because i was the only cat going back and forth between those two schools because they're pretty different really you know different mindset different mentality so it was kind of fun for me and and i was focused on painting at at, in in the art area and i hardly did any graphic i did one class that was graphic design and it was like everything from taking a picture in the fucking you know with a 35 millimeter you know developing it in a dark room scanning it and fucking with it you know with, you know graphically so it was like everything from start to finish you know how to create a graphic basically from scratch did yeah. did you keep that ambition too from that first spanish class did you did you like you know you obviously remember it now do you did yeah you, no, did you I use think- it as like a like a uh, like a mantra or like a goal, like something to hype you up. Be like, okay, yeah. I did it that time. I could do it again. Yeah, I kind of like it wasn't so much that. I mean, once that was gone, it was gone. But I had the bug at that point. Like I, I had the the, um, the motivation to learn. I just was kind of stoked on information and like. Once you start learning to think better, like when you find that, you know, when you learn new things, your mind processes information more efficiently and better. Yeah. It becomes a little bit of an addiction and you start, you just start wanting more of that because <laughs> confusion is fucked up, man. Like it's like, it's hard to cope with sometimes. It's like you just throw your hands up. You're like, I can't process that, you know, and it's a, that's frustrating for me, you know, when I get into those confusing states. So I, I think that's one of the reasons I, I do um, like art too, though, because it gives you a chance to contemplate things that are confusing to you or that you you find that are hard to understand or put into words and um i guess making art for me is kind of a way to turn something like that into something concrete or to kind of just process it you know yeah and even the i just even the process of painting is confusing not not beyond what the meanings or you know the metaphors or you know the the emotion that you put into it can be confusing but just the actual process like figuring out how to make something be something yeah yeah that that you've never made before yeah, and again, that goes back to like those basic art classes because I would have been confused. You know, I think just it, like anything, you know, experience, you know, and finding your own path is killer. But like learning basics, like okay, how do you form? How do you start with structure and build up from there? You know, that that helped me kind of you know create like a process that worked for me for you know communicating ideas with through my art. You know, like just understanding the basics and how to how to structure things and build layers and stuff like that. So now all this time away from when you were in college learning business and art at the same time, did, was it, did you keep it separate at the time? Because we're now in a phase where it's, it's as if artists have to be their own business person. And I'm sure it's been this way the whole time, you know, as art has always been, but but, in a different type of age now we see it in a, in a different type of like capitalistic age, like artists have to be both business person 
and creative person in the studio. Did you keep it separate at the time or did you have an idea that maybe these two things matched up and were needed together? To be honest with you, I just wanted to take art classes and my dad heavily pushed me into doing like the business route too. Mm -hmm. Or he was actually just kind of pushed me that way. I'm like, cause he was, he went through art. I'm like, well, don't be hypocritical here. You know, you did the art track and look at you, you know, you got a career in art and that's cool. So, but he, he struggled, you know, he, he went through the struggle. He, he, he did art shows for years and years and he knows what it, he knew what it was like to have to struggle through that and try to make it as an artist, you know? So, um, he kind of encouraged me to, to go that route. If I was going to go the art, just to have my foot in another, you know, area too, just to kind of see, you know, if I could make ends meet. And I, you know, in the end, I'm glad that I did, you know, I think, it would have been killer just to focus on art all the way through, but I did learn a lot through the business school stuff, man. And I, you know, did I apply it directly? You know, all the stuff I learned, no. But I learned how to, pro- you know, how to process that kind of mentality and how to, you know, how to make sense out of all that junk. Yeah, it at least so. gives you opens your eyes to a particular <laughs> world that exists, right? Yeah, exactly, man. So I think it works out pretty good. What's funny is in the end, like. You know, after, you know, I've been enjoying, you know, making art and being an artist all these years. But in the end, what's really working for me is like now, fucking weird, strange enough, is photography, which I didn't even anticipate four, three, four years ago. If you asked me if I was going to be a photographer, I'd be like, what? And it just, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of, so my, my mind has shifted. And the reason I've, I've, I'm digging that is because it's like, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's creative at the same time. And it's, you know, it's, it, there's a demand for it so it's just like the phone keeps ringing off the hook to for me to take pictures and i'm like cool man this works it's like and i'm doing graphic design too that's my other gig man so that's like my other main source of income is just do like graphic design like i'm a kind of a creative director for a bunch of different companies right now yeah did well let's let's talk about i guess that transition did did it did you find you know like uh, I feel like a lot of people after they've worked on something for a particular set of years they just need to transition into something else. Like I've been, I've been really interested in the idea of making some short films. Like it's right. I'm literally starting to write like this last week. I'm writing shit down, like getting, getting ideas plotted out. Um, and again, it just feels like a different way to tell a different type of story. Yeah. yeah. Just to communicate in a different way. I've done it for so for me personally, I've done it for so long. So was, was there a concerted effort to to make a medium shift or like you said you know like things just change over time and it I think it's, it's just a natural flow man like you know like even when i was just like when i was painting constantly i would kind of just be like man this is crazy i just spent like fucking i'm a slow painter man sometimes i would spend like two months or even longer on a piece you know and that's like it's crazy because in the end it's like god damn i put so much time into this even if i sell it for like five thousand dollars i'm gonna make less than minimum wage like on this you know like <laughs> yeah. Right. How can I make a li- how can I make a living at this? I can't, you know. So I have to. So, anyways, I would get I would get frustrated with that kind of, and I would be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do some screen printing, and I would kick out some like one night. I would make a hundred prints, you know, and I could sell these things for twenty or forty bucks a pop, and I would do okay at that, and it was kind of nice because I could just kick it out. So, like the screen printing just was like a response to that other thing taking too long and not being lucrative enough, even though I like. I like both processes. They're both rad. You don't necessarily like one more than the other. I just, whatever it is, I find like that I just get, whenever I get stoked on like a process, I just want to just kind of just go for it, man. And I, I love the, the idea of screen printing. I just love the, there's like a process. I, I love, I love the, kind of the marriage between like the art and the science you know what i mean and when something's really technical but creative at the same time that, that's what i dig you know and that's that, i guess one of the reasons i'm digging photography because it kind of is that you know i think that's something that gets missed too by people who are uh, only just experiencing art and not making it themselves mm-hmm. is that that process that you go through like i was just thinking this recently i've been doing a, a bunch of just like pencil and ink drawings right and they take forever just right. like trying to layer like shading tones down, like really light up to dark, like takes yeah. forever. Even in like a five by seven drawing, just yeah. it's just strenuous. Like it hurts to do. Yeah. And then if if you put it into like a market value, like it just doesn't have the same market value as what if you had painted it in less time. Yeah. And less effort. That's but, a tough thing, man. Yeah. And that's that's a tricky thing with art, man. Like when you start putting a price on it, it's a, it's a tricky thing. Like I find that I can make fucking ten times, twenty times more doing graphic design than I can painting. 
I don't want to can painting for the rest of my life just because of that, though. I love painting, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, so it's like it's one of those things where, you know, at some point you have to make ends meet and you have to decide where you're going to put your energy and things like that, too, you know? So, you know, something... for me, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. For me, like painting has always been one of these things like I have to have all my fucking ducks in a row to make it to, to find the time. Because if I have something that's looming over me, a cloud of some sort that's looming over me, I have a hard time um, letting go and just focusing on the art and focusing on getting lost in it, you know. And it's been a long time since I've had haven't had that cloud. It's just there's so much going on right now with this whole family and the supporting this structure and everything. It's like, you know, I got to hustle. Every day is a fucking hustle for me. I've been working for myself now for um, like 15 years. No job. No, no, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not under somebody else's spell for 15 years here. Yeah. So it's just a hustle every day. I've got a lot of projects, a lot of clients, a lot of different people that I'm doing work for, and they just come at me, and I just handle it. It's just like whatever's kind of pulling the hardest that day, I just go for it. You know. You know something that I find in that too is like once you find that time to paint again, or you know, once you get everything in line, something that I found recently, like I've had to come up with some different ways to make some extra money over the last like six months or so, whatever. Right. Right. And I know, and I did. And what I noticed was it's now freed me up to be a little bit more experimental than maybe I was before because yeah, of being cool. so hyper focused on selling paintings. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. No. You, you, well, yeah. And, and you're not concerned about like making the things that you know will sell. Like I can experiment and make some shit that'd be like, I don't know if any, and it's a, like, I, I swear love that. people. But that's don't. a good place. That's the best place to be. And I guess that's, for me, that's the best place to be with art, man. Because as soon as you start thinking too much about like the, the you know, who's gonna buy this and are they gonna like it, <laughs> then it starts like you're, you're getting swayed by those ideas a little bit, you know. And I did find myself going there for a little bit because I was trying to make a living as an artist. And I think anybody who's trying to make a living at anything starts thinking about that. They have to. At some you have to. If you don't, that. you're you're dumb. You, yeah, it's just know? yeah. So, but it's and it's hard for me because I guess what's hard for me is like I don't. I never really wanted art to. Um, to become the business, you know what I mean? Because I feel like as soon as it does, it starts, yeah, I have a hard time just keeping it true. So I, I, uh, I guess I, what I'm saying is I find myself now in a place that, where I'm busy, busy as fuck on a daily basis. There's always that cloud of like, oh my God, I got 20 fucking projects and people expecting shit on deadline and this and that. And I just keep saying to myself, I'm going to get to the edge of this cloud and I'm going to have this freedom and this space and I'm going to bust out and I know it's going to happen. It's not bothering me that it's not happening right now because I know it's going to happen. I'm not worried about it. You know, I'm just letting the natural path kind of flow. Like I still have the energy and the, the drive to be creative, you know, and to paint and to draw. I just don't have the time on a daily basis right now to kick it out, you know. So, yeah. well, let's talk about photography then. So yeah. you you decide for you know a long time you've been in the the San Diego painting scene. And yeah. you made this transition into photography, and I, it seems like it seems really natural. Like it feels like your style, like your creative yeah. style, has just yeah. shifted into a different medium, without yeah, like, with, uh, pretty seamlessly. It, it's been pretty seamless, man. To be honest with you, it's surprising me how like how well it took off it, and how natural it's happened. I mean. You know, it started as I was I was taking you know pictures of my girlie and kind of in, integrating some of her imagery into my paintings, and as I was doing that, I started getting a little bit better at, at photography. I started taking decent pictures, and I was like thinking to myself, like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I could actually create something at the click of a button and have it be pretty legit, you know, and have it be the thing in the end, you know, like. Wow, after spending three months on end on for fucking paintings, you know, I mean, my normal time for a smaller painting is like a week or two, man. But like if I start getting into like three by three or four by four feet, I'll I'll, I'll lose months on those things. (laughs) And it's, you know, and it's tricky. I'm segueing a little bit, I know. But what's tricky is when you have those bigger pieces, which I I love doing, you have to keep your mind in a certain place for a, a long time and you have to be on it almost daily so you don't lose that fucking, that what that energy going into that piece if sure, i get away from if i get away from a piece for too long i lose it and i don't like that and i always like to finish my shit that i start you know so you have to really hold on to that vision you know and it's a relief to finish a big piece like that because you, know? you change along with the time you know in yeah. those three months you change so what yeah. might have been your original vision yeah. could change uh, along with you yeah, so it's I guess to go back to photography, it's nice to have that like instant gratification. You set something up, you yeah. you, you get the lighting right, you know, you technically make everything work. You get you know you end up getting good equipment and everything like that, and you can click a button and get something that looks pretty fucking killer at a, off the bat. 
I spend way more time editing my pictures than I do taking them. But in the end, you know, I'm, I'm, as long as you start with something really solid and you clean some, clean that up, man, it's looking it can look pretty good pretty quick, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway, started off. I was taking pictures of my chickie, and um, I started getting better at the, the camera thing. And then um, I, I just decided to buy some legitimate equipment, man. And um, I posted some pictures here and there, and uh, the phone just started ringing. It's been crazy. I haven't done any advertising at all for this company that I started. It's Vixen, Vixen Photography. I'm doing mostly like pinup, boudoir, fetish, you know, Which stuff like you, that. You started in the the burlesque scene, right? Is sort of yeah, yeah. So my yeah, yeah. So my wife, she 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 doubles as a burlesque performer. That's one of her roles, you know. So she's been in that circuit for a little while, and. I started, you know, working with some of her her girls, you know, some of her girlfriends, and started working with. Um, uh, there was a there was a fitness club here. There is a fitness club here in Encinitas called the Dollhouse Fitness. It's like a pole fitness club, and there's a, yeah, buddy. It's a pretty common thing. A lot of these, yeah, things are popping up all over the place now. It's pretty common now. I mean, I uh-huh. wouldn't be surprised if like pole became an Olympic sport. To be honest with you, <laughs> you'd be surprised, dude. It's like just watch it happen. Seriously. <laughs> hey, it, you know, snowboarding made it. Why not Paul, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but anyways, uh, so these chicks were into like not only getting fit but being sexy. So it just seemed like a good kind of mesh. And I started taking pictures there, like her clients, and then just started. All I've been doing is just posting pictures, and the phone just doesn't stop ringing, man. I mean, seriously, if I wanted to like advertise and build this company up, I could get crazy, I think. But I just want to keep it organic and slow, and just you know, I just I'm working on my weekends, taking my pics, and. I got people helping me with editing and stuff like that now, so I don't have to fucking work around the clock as much. And, I think uh, uh, we should mention that uh, I was the the minister at your wife and uh, oh hell yeah, your dude. wedding, right? Yeah, dude, that's fucking rad. I'm so stoked on that, man, because you know you are amazing. You did a great job, and you're a bro, and you have a similar philosophy, I think, in life as I do. You know, you're not overly religious and all that jazz. Yeah. I didn't want, you know, or at all. You didn't want <laughs> to have a Catholic wedding or anything. I didn't want to have anything to do with, uh, you know, any traditional religious action at my wedding. So, yeah, yeah you were great, man. You know, it's artist. Been a friend. few years now, huh? It's been three now. I think. Three? Yeah, we're going up on three here coming up in, in July. Yeah, nice. Congratulations. I know, right? Fuck, yeah. man. Time flies. I know. It's quick. I was just thinking, I've been on that stage there in the uh, the photograph museum. Yeah, Mopa. A few times now. Oh, you have been? Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? because you did your thing with the, the live free. You did your, um, your the, what the was documentary it? thing. Yeah, the documentary. There. Yeah. Dude, I still have to see that shit. Can I, what do I do to get it? Do I have to download it? Where is yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's online somewhere. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm really surprised it's not on YouTube, to be honest with you. I'm, nobody posted it up. Really? Yeah. Dude, fuck, man. Send me a link. I want to see it, man. All right, I'll see what I can do. Um, all right. So you start taking pictures of all these beautiful women all the time. And you know what I really, you know what I appreciate? Is yeah. that it seems like um, you have many different types of women coming to you to get photographed that are yeah, from, dude. like, all walks of life, right? Yeah, dude. It's not, yeah. Not, people, I mean, someone who came to me yesterday, you know, and she, she was just like, She'd never worn red lipstick in her life. She was 42 years old, okay? Oh, wow. So I get all kinds of chicks that come in there, like tattooed girls that want to get published in magazines, you know, um, you know, all kinds of stuff comes through the door, man. But a lot of the stuff is just like the girl next door that wants to get some sexy pictures for her husband or whatever, you know? And like that's it's amazing. And what's cool, and I, don't, I have as much fun working with them as I do, like the super hot chicks that are good at modeling and all this jazz, because... These girls, man, when they see their pictures, they're so delighted. They've never seen themselves in this light. I keep everything super tasteful, you know, just good lighting, you know, lingerie, that kind of thing, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and PG in the end, 13, when they see PG-13, man, yeah. I mean, sometimes some chicks want to do some fetishy stuff that gets a little bit crazy, but I keep yeah, it. Yeah, let's still talk about it, that. I still keep it tasteful, you know, oh, for okay. the most part. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the dirty <laughs> shit. That's what I want to know about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess just to finish that thought, though, what's cool <laughs> is, man, these, these ladies that... Um, that get transformed and are so stoked they've never seen themselves in this light and it's 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 like um it's uplifting for them and it stokes them out in that regard you know it's like for the in a lot of cases the experience of having these shoots is like just as better or just as good as like the end result for these people like they didn't expect that going into it they just wanted some hot pics but it's been a liberating liberating thing for them and um a confidence building thing for them, you know, too. Yeah, how cool. great is that? You don't usually, I, I mean, maybe you get that from art if you get, but not that many people can just go to a painter and be like, hey, can you paint my portrait? Be like, oh, yeah, it's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars and it's going to take forever. Yeah. 
and here I'm able to kind of whip these out in like two, one or two hour sessions, man. And it's still, they still drop coins because the thing is, I got a pretty low gateway. Like it's just a couple hundred bucks to get a shoot with me. But then once you see your pics, I pay, you know, pay per edit. And these people love, if I take good pictures, I fucking make money, right? Right. Because they love the pics. They can't say no. And that's what I do. I just take good pictures. So people keep buying edits. <laughs> And, that, and, you know, that's, again, where you're sort of transforming and using what you've learned from painting and from graphic design. Yeah, man, for and you're, sure. you're making these photos. Even I think at the beginning you were doing more of that. You're a little bit more illustrative in this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess probably as you become a better photographer over the last few years, has that, has that changed for you? Have you seen improvements in, in, in the actual photography taking process? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I didn't even know like what I was getting myself into. I just learned it all the hard way, man. I didn't know how to use flash, you know, external flashes or anything like that when I started this thing. Literally before like a week the week I was doing my first shoot, I was like fucking YouTubing this shit, like trying to figure out how to make <laughs> make How great it. a resource is that? And then the edit, oh my god, dude, amazing. I use it all the time every day, like 10 times, like 100 times. <laughs> Anything you want to learn, man. You want to learn to play a song on the guitar, fucking, there's five guys teaching you that song for the most part, you know, right there. It's so cool. But anyways, yeah, man, so I just, one of the things I'm doing now is I'm spending, like, you know, less time fixing up my fucking mistakes because I'm better at, like, lighting, you know what I mean? Like, in the early stuff, I'd end up with, like, cord and all this crap in the shot that I didn't need, you know, in the end. So I had to paint it all out in Photoshop. I'd spend tons of time in Photoshop trying to fix up all my mistakes. So I'm getting better at, you know, on both ends, you know, taking the pictures, the lighting, you know, and, uh, and then again, wrapping it up in the end, I'm pretty efficient at it all at this point. And the style, the stylization, you know, I, I've seen yeah. you posted some shots of your studio recently and all the like old red furniture that you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. You have a sort there's a sort of, um, renaissance feel to it. Yeah. Kind of going for that, like kind of vintage Victorian vibe, you know, old Hollywood kind of vibe. Uh -huh. I find this shit on Craigslist, man. I just go out and I buy, I, I search Craigslist almost daily just for like cool shit. And I, I find myself find you know i don't want to drop a couple grand on a couch that i find that looks really dope i want to spend 300 bucks on one and fix it up you know that's my deal so yeah so that's what i do i find shit that needs work that no one else wants <laughs> and again that gets back to those processes i think that like yeah. people don't you know people will probably see a photo and think you know that the process is much easier or much more um immediate than it actually is like you never see the weeks before when you're out like finding these source materials or finding a couch that you yeah. need to refurbish that will fit this one particular shoot. Like you yeah, never yeah. really get that stuff. Yeah, it's true, man. And I feel like now I've got a studio on Cedros in Solana Beach, you know, where I can house all this shit. So I've got tons of furniture in there and um, all my every, all my gear and everything's just in there and it's just ready to rock and roll, man. People just, they show up. I just kind of figure out what I'm going to do and flip on the lights and move things around. It's a lot of a, uh, shuffling about because it's a pretty small space so it's like I'm, I'm always moving furniture around but i always make sure i always have an assistant there with me that helps move shit around and you know i, I somehow just make it work man yeah it's awesome have you had any ambitions to move into film work <sighs> no not really man i've had i've had people come in and do some filming like during my shoots like just to create like promos for certain people like models or stuff that want this for their website mm -hmm. some behind, behind the scenes shit or whatever and um yeah, and that's cool, but I, I don't really. I'm not doing the motion picture thing yet, man. I haven't really gotten too into it. I've I've dabbled with some editing and stuff like that. I've got a sick fucking camera that can do killer, like, you know, pretty much movie quality fucking, you know, video. Yeah. But you still need external mics. You need the right, tri you know, not even a tripod, a fucking stand with like a, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's the whole thing. But that's yeah. what's interesting now is how the the modern technology has capabilities of being both like really good yeah. photography work and really good film work as well yeah man it's amazing you know, the power at your fingertips now what you can do you know? i've been wanting to find there's um i know some friends of mine out in vegas I, jw is out there a group of filmmakers will get together and they'll be given 24 hours to make a film right. have you heard about this before no from scratch like come up with an idea and just nail it and yeah hours. they'll like meet in a bar they'll have like a hat full of ideas and nice. like groups of people and i i believe it's like a competition it's you know whoever makes the best one gets yeah, a trophy yeah. or something that's rad but i've been wanting to try to find one in san diego and try to do it 
Yeah, try to whale it. That would be cool, just to see what other people come up with. You know? uh-huh. And you get to sort of just jump yourself right into an environment. Like, you know, you said you had to go look at YouTube videos and, like, really figure things out, like, to yeah. figure some, th- some type of new medium out to just jump yeah. into it, like, head first. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. You only have 24 hours. you got to finish. So nothing like a deadline to get shit ha- make shit yeah, happen. Yeah, you know? I know, that ambition. <laughs> it's funny when it's, a lot of times it's women for, yeah. for male artists. You know what? You know what's kind of funny right now with photography, not to segue too much, but my neighbor, he, he had this guy over yesterday and he had one of these fucking, he had like a drone, right? So people, I think drones are becoming like, they're going to be like in Target pretty soon, dude. People are going to be putting their, their whatever, their GoPro on these things. And dude, you can fly around for like for miles. You can like, whatever, man. I mean, yeah. it's obviously got great practical applications. It's got some gnarly fucking spy applications. Like mm-hmm. it's trippy, huh, man? Like, have you see, have you, can you see that kind of starting to evolve a little bit? Oh yeah. My neighbor just over here, I came home this weekend and yeah. he had one of the, like the helicopter with the four blades. Yeah. 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 Flew yeah you, slap a, you slap a GoPro on that thing and you, you're good, man. And it's like, Get above the clouds, man. I yeah. mean, I've seen some really cool videos on Vimeo. There's one in particular, like in the redwoods somewhere, where they start at the bottom and float all the way up to the treetop line. Cool, man. Yeah, it looks rad. I, there's another one. There was, I think it was on like World Star Hip Hop or something. Uh, there was somebody flying one along a beach, and yeah. a kid on the beach on the shore threw a rock that you could see it in the GoPro. Oh. Literally, like, missed the the, the helicopter Punk in the ass GoPro. kid. <laughs> by, like, like, inches. It was so close. But, yeah, we're going to see that shit oh. for sure. And what, you know, what yeah. it means, I don't know. Like, I don't like the idea that literally one could fly up to my window and peer in my window if it wanted to Creepy. when I think I'm, you yeah. know, alone on the second floor. You yeah. Yeah. That's it. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I just, what brought my attention to it, I was working with this model the other day. I've been doing a lot of fashion stuff lately too. So this is like some world-class model. She does like Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, that kind of shit. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I was just on a shoot recently and a, dr- and a drone came down on the set, man. And it's like, people are just peeking like, you know, and on sets and stuff like that, whatever, you know? Yeah. We're losing <laughs> all privacy. Privacy is going to go out the window. We're doing it to ourselves, man. <laughs> I know. That's, every day we are. Every time we pay, post something on Facebook. We're, yeah, dude. And these, yeah, exactly. And the addiction. For better man, or for worse, you know. It's, it's a crazy addiction nowadays. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, to, be, to expose yourself and to be ex- to, to like keep track of what other people are doing or whatever. It's, it's, it's very voyeuristic. Yeah, you know? it is, man. But every time now, you every time you see somebody sitting, they're fucking with their their thumb on their phone. That's it, man. Nobody's. You know, I, I make a concerted effort, like when I'm in line at Starbucks. If I see everybody's in line looking at their phone, I won't be the person that takes the phone out of my pocket. I'll wait till everybody's like done, and then I'll check my phone. You're like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, not if I'm being. I know that I'm being observed. I don't want to be the observation that I'm making. On the yeah. rest of society, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I set that, set up these rules. Like if I'm it's, judging, I better not be judged. It's yeah. funny though, because I'll do these. Like I'm doing these photo shoots where I'll be on like a fashion set or whatever, and like, we'll be taking a break. Like, and seriously, there'll be like ten people in the room, and they're all on their thumb, they're on their phones. I'm like, this is crazy, man. Like, <laughs> they're all talking about what's going on in the room. They're like, and you know, it. the reality <laughs> is, is that we all want attention. I guess, yeah. No matter what. I think that's what it comes down to because that's yeah. what we're looking for. We're, we're sharing. I mean, on some level, like I see the idea of social media as being like a sort of public journal type of yeah. idea, which I think the fir- one of the first social medias was live journal. Um, so I, I think like I, on some level you're keeping your own history, which I find fascinating and rad and cool and creative and yeah. uh, sort of having a, an impact on history. Right. Then the other sort of negative side in what you were talking about, like the addiction, is that we want to be, um, we want approval from others. We're all looking for those extra likes and retweets and, you know, whatever to yeah, yeah, like, yeah. to solidify what we think is important to us, you know, yeah. to, to say, okay, what I'm doing makes sense to other people and thus making it more important like validating it or something. And it's yeah. so funny, you know, like the stuff that I post on social, and I talk about this shit all the time, but like the things that I feel like are important and that I post about, like my most creative and like my best things are the yeah. things that get the least attention. 
Yeah. So on some level, there's also uh, the hive mind in that uh, misery loves company. I find right. that my most miserable posts will be the ones that get the most attention. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it supports itself, right? So yeah. me being miserable, posting about my grumpy ass misery, whatever it is, <laughs> gets supported by these ideas of other people being like, yeah, I'm grumpy and miserable too. I know you, you know? perpetuate it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I try to fucking not post shit when I'm when I'm in a bad mood. Like I just try to keep it to myself, you know. But I don't know. I love to share my misery. I, it's, you do, yeah. It's as if there's problem. some. It's like some other <laughs> living thing inside of me is working its way out. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I <laughs> it's it. like an I alien. That's cool. That's cool. I I guess I do. That's one of the things I liked about art is I could have all these crazy ass fucking secrets and shit that I wanted to. I really had a desire to share, but I didn't want to dump on someone so I could do it in a creative way that yeah. would trick them into thinking it was something pretty or cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> and I still almost... get it off my fucking chest, you know? It's like, and that's what's good. And I do miss that, man, to be honest with you. Like, it's been a while. I mean, I made a painting, I think, last year, maybe two or three. That was it, man. And, I, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I miss that process of just kind of getting getting lost in that. So that I feel like coming back, like I'm starting to get the buzz and the itch again, man. But just got to get get through the hump of uh, having a baby and <laughs> all this stuff. Man, I yeah. got two babies in my house right now. It's crazy, man. Well, you know, it, it'll work itself out the way it's supposed to. When yeah, it's supposed to. yeah. But it's important not to let the, um, uh, the laziness that exists in all of us prevent you from, from doing things that you may be able to make time to do. True that. It's the, uh, the procrastination monster is what I like to call it. Yeah. So it's not necessarily lazy. Like you want to do something and you feel like you, you're ready to do something. Yeah. But procrastination is a motherfucker. For, for me, it's not procrastination. It's more like overbooking myself. I book myself on all this shit that pays bills, right? Yeah. So I'm fucking slammed, man. I got like, even if I stopped booking myself right now, it would take me a month to catch up. And that keeps happening because I'm still booking shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I never get caught up. Like, you know, and that's just that's what I, I think. That's life, right? Like you actually yeah. never ever get caught up. Like there's always going to be shit to do, and you never get caught up. I think always. And I fall. I found myself to the place where I fall behind a couple months, and then I start getting crazy because it's like fuck. That starts weighing in heavy when you got deadlines that are like two months old on you, man. It's like oh shit. That's where painting comes in to let that stress out, my friend. <laughs> I know. I know. I need to fucking. I need to get back on it. I got an empty easel over here, man. I got to get back into that shit. Well, here's what I abstraction play with some abstraction that doesn't that doesn't so have get, to be something so i don't get too caught up in the fucking like this is going to take me five months to paint yeah, yeah. see if you can do something <laughs> like that where it's like you don't because your your work is is illustrative in nature it's very specific it's it's layers upon layers of color yeah so yeah. it's very labor intensive maybe trying something that you know because that's what we're talking about here like finding yeah. finding the equal joy and pleasure that you get from the one thing that is uh laborious yeah <clears throat> being able to find those same creative pleasures from things that maybe yeah. you can still use your mind in such a way that yeah, dude, the no, actual well practice put, well doesn't put. take forever well you know what it's been for me lately i I, I've had a guitar for 20 years now. My dad actually made a fucking guitar for me like 20 years ago from scratch, wow, right? Now, like he was the same way. Like he was a painter, but he would get obsessed with little projects and he would go, go off and I'm going to make guitars now. He would just take a <laughs> block of wood and car carve out a guitar, man. Anyways, he gave me a guitar like 20 years ago and I've, I've always kind of had a guilty conscience because I never really picked it up, man, like all these years. And he made this thing for me. It's always been my most present, you know, my most uh, valuable object because he made it, this thing. Yeah. And, uh, Anyways, last year about this time I picked it up and I haven't been able to put it down since. And if, if for me now, it's like if I got a couple hours to burn at night, I'm cranking away on that thing, man. I just start learning songs and playing and it's so rad, man. I love it. It's just like that's become like my, my kind of creative outlet lately. It doesn't necessarily benefit the world. I'm not like putting out images that's going to change the world or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, for me, it's just satisfying that urge in a time when I don't necessarily have the time to, to do other stuff. So it's... um. And I'm obsessed with it, man. It's like, fuck, I got fucking some time right now. I'm just going to crank it. I got myself a nice Stratocaster, you know. I'm just like, you know, and I just crank in here at night. I got my little baby sleeping in the corner. I'll just plug in my guitar and jam, you know. It's fun. Yes, yeah, so maybe, <laughs> maybe you're just changing the world through her. Yeah, I don't know, man. What's I guess, like you said, though, what's important is you're, you're finding ways to self-medicate or whatever. Find that creative outlet, whatever it is you need to do with your, your mind to find that peace. Sure. I'm able to find that right now through just playing my guitar and fucking around on that, you know? 
And it's an obsession too, like just like painting because like blank canvas, man, you can do whatever you want with those notes. It's just like it ne- there's it, there's no end to it, you know. So and your mistakes float off into the air, never to be heard again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most yeah, of the funny. time. <laughs> it's funny those, man. I'm still learning to get good on it, but I have a lot of fun messing around anyway. Good man. All right. Well, I think that's a good spot to end this thing on. We got about 50 minutes here. Yeah, bro. I'll give you 10 minutes to go play the guitar in between. Yeah, dude, it's five meetings. minutes. <laughs> dude, seriously, man, it was rad talking to you, man. Uh, it's about time we actually got this done. So thanks for putting me on the show, man. It was fun. Yeah, it's my pleasure. When uh, where can we send people on the interwebs to go see your stuff? Um, Facebook.com slash Saw. Uh, <laughs> com. You know, I've, I'm seriously like three years behind on posting art. I got a bunch of paintings I never even put up. So, but you guys can check me there. And um, yeah, seriously, I mean, it seems like Facebook and that's about it these days. I'm not, I'm not doing Twitter anymore. Are you still on Twitter? Yeah, I fuck with the Twitter. I got to get back on Twitter. You on Instagram? Again. Instagram, yeah, I'm doing that thing too. So, same thing, just slash Scott Saw. Nice. And what yeah, about yeah. the Vixen Photography? Yeah, Vixen Photography. Yeah, VixenPhotography.com, Facebook.com slash Vixen Photography, uh, Vixen Photo on Instagram. Beautiful. And I want to set up some shoots. I want to work with you on some ideas. Yeah, man. I'm doing all kinds of shit. I mean, just the Vixen thing is I want to make your I'm life doing, more busy. I'm doing all kinds of creative stuff, man. It's not necessarily all the sexy stuff I'm doing. I, I'm working for like, you know, I'm doing some band stuff and I'm doing a lot of fucking like crazy family stuff. Like, but I twist it up and make it just, it's not just your typical, you know, Olin Mills photo. You know, I, I fuck things up. So anything time you want to do some stuff, man, just let me know. I'd be happy to work with you on it. Sounds good. All right, brother. Let's do internet dap. We get some knuckles here. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> All right. Thank you, my brother. I uh, I look forward to seeing you progress. Thanks. Same, brother. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, Mike. Bye.